God is at work through His local church and through the teaching of His Word. This morning on MyBridge Radio, we are pleased to share a favorite message from Relevant Community Church. Here's Pastor Ronnie Rothy from Relevant. Jesus liked people who were nothing like Him because this is who He came to the world for. And people who were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus because of how they perceived Him. There was something about the way Jesus talked and acted and responded and interacted with people that captured the attention of prideful, sinful, immoral, unforgivable, broken, lost people and made them perceive him as someone that not only liked, not only liked them, but who was also like a bull. And that made them want to know him. Which leads to the question, how do people who don't follow Jesus, people who have said no to Jesus, no to the church, no to the church, no to God, no to what we believe, who are skeptical of all this, how, how, are, how do people who don't know Jesus perceive those of us who claim that we do, you and me? It's an important question because perception matters. It matters because perception impacts likability, and likability impacts relationship. I mean, if someone doesn't like you, they don't want to have a relationship with you. And when it comes to being the salt of the earth, the light of the world, Christ's ambassadors, relationship is really important because relationship impacts influence because influence happens within the context of relationship. And here's the reality, that you don't have to look too hard to discover the way many people perceive those of us who claim to be followers of Christ, many of us who claim to follow Jesus, the way many people perceive us, is making us unlikable. Like Jesus, we're capturing the attention of a watching world, but unlike Jesus, it's causing them to perceive some ugly, nasty, unlikable things about us. And then we wonder why we've lost so much influence in the world. See, as a salt of the earth, as a light of the world, as Christ's ambassadors, we can't be okay with this. We must identify some solutions to help change people's negative perspectives of us, and that's exactly what we're attempting to do in this series. Listen, if, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, you, you've got to engage in what we're talking about in this series. Because not being unlikable is preventing many people from wanting to, to know the Jesus that you say you follow. You're not responsible for people's decisions. But you are responsible for how a watching world perceives Jesus because you are Christ's ambassador. So if you listen with an open mind and you take the next steps, I'm encouraging you to take, I believe it will help change people's negative perspective of us so that hopefully they want to know us and the Jesus we say we follow. Last week, as the start of this series, we looked at the first negative perception that people perceive us being is that we're sheltered. And last week I said, the more sheltered we are, the more offensive we become and the more offended we get. And then this week, I got some emails from people who walked out during my sermon last Sunday because they were offended by what I said. And you need to know, I'm not trying to offend you. I am one of you. I'm trying to help change people's negative perspectives of us because perception impacts likability. Likability impacts relationship. Relationship impacts influence because influence happens within the context of relationship. So if you're offended by something I said last week or you're offended by something I say today, you need to ask yourself why you are so offended. All right, the second negative perception uh, that people look at us is is that we're hypocritical. Woohoo! This one's a good one. This is what we're going to dive into today. This perception is not held by a few, by the way. It's held by many. As a matter of fact, one study shows that 85%, let me say it again, 85% of people outside the church describe Christians as hypocrites. And what they would say is, you're not the light of the world, 
You're the hypocrites of the world. And just like you don't particularly like people who you think are hypocrites, being perceived as hypocritical is making us very unlikable. And that's a problem for a number of reasons. Now, before I talk about the negative implications of us being perceived as hypocritical, we first need to define who a hypocrite is. A hypocrite is someone who is an actor or a pretender. The word hypocrite actually comes from the Greek word hypocrites, and this word was used in ancient Greek theater to refer to actors who wore masks to portray different characters on stage. Well, over time, the term, the term uh, hypocrites came to be used to describe people who pretend or act to be something they are not. See, a hypocrite, a hypocrite is someone who says one thing but does another and acts like they aren't doing the other. A hypocrite is someone who, who, whose actions contradict their words, their beliefs, their values, their convictions, and then pretends like it doesn't. A hypocrite is someone who puts on a mask to try to get others to think they are, that they are someone that their actions prove they are not. Who try to get others to think that they value something they obviously do not. Who try to get others to think that they believe something that they obviously aren't living out. A hypocrite is someone who puts on a false front to deceive others in thinking something is true about them when their actions prove that it is not true about them. Now, we got, let's just be honest, because we got to be honest about this. Every single person, I don't care if you're young or old or black or white or wealthy or poor, or you call yourself a follower of Christ, or you call yourself an atheist, every single person who walks the face of the earth is a hypocrite on some level. At some point, for a number of reasons, we all say one thing and do another. Financially, at home, at work, physically, relationally, at school, morally. And then because either we're embarrassed or we feel like we got an image to hold up to or because we want to be accepted or because we don't want to lose face or so we don't lose our job or so maybe we don't get in trouble by our mom and our dad or so we're not confronted, we act and we pretend to a little white lie boost our credentials on our resume, share our own version of reality, put on a false front, act like we have it all together. Everyone does it. Everyone is a hypocrite on some level. However, people who claim to be followers of Christ are seen as the worst type of hypocrites, worse than everybody else. Because you've probably heard this said about you or about others. Hey, you people who claim to be followers of Christ, you're nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. You say you love people, but you reject and you judge people who, don't, who disagree with you. You post hateful rhetoric on social media about, about, about people who vote differently than you, believe differently than you, behave differently than you. You claim you accept people, but you don't unless they live up to your own standards. You push your faith on people constantly, but you treat your employees terribly. You claim to be generous, but you're not if it costs you something. And your pastors, let me tell you something about your pastors. Your pastors just want my money so they can buy bigger houses and nicer cars for themselves. And then you say you care about hurting and broken people, but you won't even help your neighbor shovel their driveway. You proclaim faith in this big God until your big God doesn't do what you want your big God to do for you. 
You act one way on Sunday mornings and a completely different way on Saturday nights. You say, God doesn't like divorce, but you get divorced all the stinking time. You condemn people who have same-sex attraction, but you justify living with your boyfriend and living with your girlfriend. You you, you shame women for dressing immodestly, but you're looking at porn every day. You preach unity, you preach love, but you can't even get along with one another. Your actions constantly contradict what you say you value and what you say you believe. You say one thing, but you live something entirely different. You're just a bunch of pretenders. You're just a bunch of actors. You're just a bunch of hypocrites. You ever heard that before? And we get all defensive about it. Well, that's not fair. I mean, everyone messes up. No one's perfect. Why are we accused of being so much more hypocritical than everyone else is when everybody is a hypocrite? And there's probably many reasons, but I think one big reason is because oftentimes our lives don't match up with our beliefs. Oftentimes, there's no difference between us and the rest of the world, but hold on, but we say there is. Other than what we do on Sunday mornings, there's no difference between what we do financially, sexually, morally, relationally, in our family, at work, on weekends, when no one's watching, than anyone else. But we claim there is. And because we claim there is, we have to pretend there is when our actions contradict our claims and our beliefs. And then after we're exposed, the watching world says, (laughs) you hypocrites. You act like you're better than the rest of us, holier than the rest of us, more forgiven than the rest of us, more loved by God than the rest of us. You look down on the rest of us for how we believe and how we behave, but you're no different. You're just a pretender. You're just an actor. And the longer we're perceived as pretending, the more hypocritical we are perceived. So let me ask you, are you a hypocrite? I mean, hypocrisy is easy to see in them. It's easy to call out in them. But hypocrisy is really, really hard to see in the mirror. I mean, when a pastor is exposed for living in sin, we are so quick to call them a hypocrite. However, when our sins are exposed, we're so quick to defend ourselves. I just made a mistake. I just messed up. I just sinned. I'm I'm not a hypocrite. Listen, it doesn't matter if you think you're a hypocrite or not. The reality is, is most people outside the church, and by most, I mean eight out of ten, perceive you as a hypocrite. And as you know, when someone perceives something about someone else, it doesn't mean it's actually true about that person, but it's true to the one who perceives it. So that's why it's not worth expending any time or energy arguing with if we're hypocrites or not. Instead, all of our energy should go to change people's perception that we are hypocrites. But how do we do that? And what I'm going to say next is going to be so mind-blowing to you. You are going to be so glad you got out of bed this morning to come here or you turned in. You're going to be like, I've never thought about this before. This is so deep. I'm so glad we paid this guy to be our pastor. You ready for this? Here's how. The best way to change the perception of being a hypocrite (laughs) is by not being one. So let me ask you again. You a hypocrite? According to Jesus, the implications of your answers to this question is much bigger and way more serious than just how you are perceived by others. By the way, just so you know, Jesus only called one group of people hypocrites. He only called one group of people hypocrites. And it wasn't the Jews. It wasn't the Jews who weren't following the Mosaic law that's described in their Hebrew scriptures. He should probably call them hypocrites, but he didn't. 
It wasn't the Gentile pagans who didn't believe in God and living extraordinarily immoral lifestyle. It wasn't them. It wasn't even his disciples who sinned. I mean, Peter, who was like Jesus' best friend and one of his 12 disciples, Peter said he ended up denying Jesus three times after he told him, I'll never deny you. Jesus definitely should have called that guy a hypocrite, but he didn't. The one group Jesus called hypocrites was the religious Jewish leaders. And here's why. It's according to Matthew 23. It says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees, those were some of the religious Jewish leaders, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, and that's the place from which they t- the, the Mosaic law outlined in their Hebrew scriptures was taught. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you because what they're, what they're teaching you from the Hebrew scriptures is good and it's true and it's holy and it's honoring to God. But, and this but is so important, but do not do what they do for they do not practice what they preach. Now, Jesus talks to the crowd about the Pharisees and exposes who they are. He says, hey, they say they they, they say. You know, they believe what they're teaching you. They say it's important to believe what they're teaching you to have right standing with God. They say they are the holy, righteous ones because they are the ones who live this out. But they're pretenders. They're actors. Because their private lives contradict their public lives. They're putting on a false front to deceive you into thinking something is true about them when their actions prove that it isn't true about them. So don't follow the example of those hypocrites. Now here's the convicting question that you've got to ask like when you're reading something like this. Would Jesus say this about you? Would Jesus say this about me? Jesus goes on. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. They say, they, they say one thing in public, but they do another in private. They don't practice what they preach, even though they act like they do. Everything they do is done for people to see. Jesus is saying they look devoted, and they look committed, and they look connected to God, but they're just pretending. They don't care about being seen by God as much as they do care, much as they care about being seen by you. They're more interested in what's being seen on the outside by you than what's being seen on the inside by God. They're just a bunch of actors who want to be seen as holy and righteous by everyone so that they can be seen as spiritual, spiritually superior to everyone. But I'm here to expose their hypocrisy, not just for their sake, but for yours. And then a few verses later, Jesus pivots from addressing the crowd and the disciples about the Pharisees to addressing the Pharisees directly by declaring seven woes upon them. Now, a woe is the opposite of a blessing from God. It expresses judgment and condemnation from God. And we're just going to look real quickly at the first of these seven woes. And if you claim to be a follower of Christ, you need to pay attention to what Jesus said next because of the huge implications of it. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you actors, you pretenders. This is so huge. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Will being a hypocrite make you unlikable? Yeah, it'll make you unlikable. But according to Jesus, the implications are so much bigger and way more serious than that for you and for others. Jesus said to the hypocritical Pharisees, you do not enter the kingdom of heaven. 
And he would say the same thing today to those of us who claim to be followers of Christ but are actually pretenders, actors, and hypocrites. And you go, is Jesus talking about losing my salvation? No, I don't think that that's what Jesus is talking about. What I think Jesus is alluding to is choosing to live as a hypocrite may be an indicator that you're not in a saving relationship with God when you claim all day to be. We say it every single week, every single week. We enter into a saving relationship by asking Jesus to be the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our lives. So, is Jesus the leader of your life or are you just pretending he is? Are you actually following Jesus or are you just acting like you're following Jesus? It's impossible to follow Jesus and choose to live as a hypocrite at the exact same time. Because when we choose hypocrisy, we don't, allow, we don't allow ourselves to experience the fullness of God's love and grace for us. When we choose hypocrisy, we become more concerned about adhering to a bunch of religious rules than growing in a relationship with God. And this is all about a relationship with God. And also, therefore, faith just becomes this list of religious do's and don'ts. And then what happens with us is we become self-righteous when we live up to our religious rules. And then we hide and we pretend and we justify when we don't. When we choose hypocrisy, we become prideful and think of ourselves more highly than we ought. And according to the writers of the New Testament, God opposes the proud. When we choose hypocrisy, we stop growing in a relationship with Jesus because you can't have a real relationship with Jesus without being the real you and presenting the real you. When we choose hypocrisy, we stop being transformed more into everything God's created us to be. Therefore, we can't experience the blessing of, blessings of his kingdom today, of his hope today, of his peace today, of his joy today, of his life today. Jesus also said to the, hypocr- the, the hypocritical Pharisees, you shut the kingdom of heaven in the faces of people who are trying to enter it. Meaning, they were preventing people from experiencing the, the, God's love and grace for them. When we're perceived as being hypocrites, we can't be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. When we're perceived as being hypocrites, we take the real Jesus out of the world, out of a world who desperately needs him because we're the, we are Christ's ambassadors and transform people, transform people. When we pretend to be hypocrites, we lose credibility to share the good news of Jesus because they don't see anything good in us. They don't see anything good in our faith. When we choose hypocrisy, we move people further away from the kingdom of God instead of into it. When we choose hypocrisy, we prevent from pe- people from knowing what a saving relationship with Jesus is and looks like because all they see is dead religion. And why would they want that? When we choose hypocrisy, we unintentionally create a barrier between Jesus and people, the people that he came for, the people that he died for, the people that he rose from the grave for. And they look at us and say, your faith is fake so just maybe your God is too I love this quote from a pastor named uh, Brandon Manning he said the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today are Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips then walk out the door and deny him with their lifestyle this is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable being perceived as a hypocrite turns people away from Jesus from, from the Jesus we say we follow so we must do everything we can to change that perception. And once again, the best way to change the perception of being a hypocrite is by not being one. 
how in the world? I mean, how in the world can we as imperfect, sinful, flawed people possibly do that? How can we do that? Well, let me tell you, the answer is not to be perfect. The answer is not to be sinless. That's not realistic because (laughs) that's not possible. I don't know if you've ever tried that. It don't work. There will come a time that your actions will contradict your words and your beliefs. Guaranteed will happen. The answer then is not also then to lower the bar of what people expect of me or what I expect of myself. You can't lower the bar as a follower of Christ because as a follower of Christ, you are called to be holy how God is holy. So what do we do? What do we do with all that? Well, I want to close by giving us four next steps we can take. And listen, I, if, if you apply these today and tomorrow and next week and next month and next year over and over and over and over and over again, you'll, start being, you'll stop being perceived as a hypocrite because you'll stop being a hypocrite. Here's the first thing. Assess how you're being a hypocrite. How are you being a hypocrite? How are you being a hypocrite? Because chances are you are being one in some way. If you're not today, wait till tomorrow. Probably going to happen tomorrow. Chances are your actions are contradicting your words, your beliefs, your claims in some way. Chances are your life isn't matching up with what you claim to believe in some way. So how are you being a hypocrite? Assess how you are and admit it to yourself. Listen, it's easier to call someone else a hypocrite than it is to admit that you're acting like one. But the truth is, I am a hypocrite. I, Ronnie Rothy, am a hypocrite. My walk doesn't always match my talk. I'm not always a loving husband. I'm not always a kind father. I'm not always a patient boss. And neither are you. So just admit it. And after you admit it, Don't try to justify it. Don't try to make excuses. After you admit it, call a sin a sin and confess it to God. You don't confess it to God to get forgiven, by the way. If you put your faith in Jesus, you're already forgiven. All your past, present, and future sins were forgiven the moment you put your faith in Jesus. You confess it to God, though, because your sin hurts your relationship with him. Remember, this is all about a relationship. And confession, as you know, in our relationships with one another, is relationally reconciling. We do this because sin is a heart issue. And our hearts are what need transformed. Toward the end of Jesus' seven woes to the Pharisees, he said this. Blind Pharisee! Like, you're not seeing yourself clearly because you're not assessing yourself honestly. You're blind, blind Pharisee. First, clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will also be clean. The way to stop being a hypocrite is to be more transformed into everything God's created you to be. To be more transformed, to be and look like Jesus in every way. The way that you think, the way that you believe, the way that you behave, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you love, the way you relate. And that can't happen through behavior modification. That can't happen by just trying to clean up the outside. It can only happen by our heart, the inside of the cup, the inside of the dish, being cleaned, being transformed. The inside cleaning starts with admitting our sin and honestly confessing it to God. Not to excuse it, but so that we can begin to be transformed from the inside out. So, assess how you're being a hypocrite. And here's the second thing. Be real with others. Just be real with others. Listen, this is so important. Being perfect is not the solution to not being perceived as being a hypocrite. Being real is. 
Being real about the gap between where you want to be and where you currently are. Being real, not to make excuses, but to be honest and not put on a front and not to act and not to pretend. Be real because when we're not, we will be perceived as being hypocritical. I don't know, who's heard of the Be Real app? You know, all the young people. Old people, here's what this is. It's a social media app. And essentially, it's different than like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Like everyone who has the Be Real app gets a notification every day that the Be Real just went off and you have two minutes to take a picture. And it takes a picture of what's in front of you and it takes a picture of you. And in those two minutes, it's called Be Real because it's all about like you want to show what's going on in that exact moment. Be real. And by the way, if you're not being real, then it's like, oh, you're just being fake. If you take it late, oh, that's be fake. You don't want to be fake. Like, you got your hair ready for it. So it's all about be real because we know on social, other social media platforms, right, everyone looks happy and perfect and all this stuff. So be real is about what you're doing in that moment. Sadie is either cutting hair or laying with her dog every single time. I've seen it. Uh, but it's be real. Like it's, it, and so, and by the way, my kids love this. My two teenage daughters think, my wife thinks it's fantastic. And every day the be real, like, oh, the be real went off. And they're like taking pictures and doing, I hate it. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world, but I have it because my teenage daughters said, dad, will you do it? And when your teenage daughters ask you to do something with them, you go ahead and do it. But here's the deal. Why do so many people, young people especially, love this app? And it's because people value transparency. People value transparency. Like what's happening right now? What do you look like right now? What are you acting like right now? And they value the transparency just being real about it. And what I'm going to say next is so vitally important. Don't miss this. Transparency is the antidote for the perception of hypocrisy. It's the antidote because integrity starts with transparency. It's the antidote because it makes us real and relatable. It's the antidote because it makes us trustworthy. Transparency simply simply means admitting what you know is true. That you're a flawed, imperfect person who has all kinds of struggles too. That you struggle with greed or lust or fear or anger or unforgiveness or selfishness, whatever it may be. And just being real about it and transparent about it. Transparency means admitting you're not perfect, you're just forgiven. Not because of anything you did, but because of what Jesus did for you. That's why you're forgiven. People tell me all the time that one of the reasons that they like Relevant is because I'm transparent, that I get up here and I don't act like I have it all together, that I'm a real person, that I share my struggles, and then as I do it, I say, that's why I need Jesus, and (laughs) that's why you do too. If you're transparent, you will be more likable. Here's the third thing. Walk the talk by doing the ought you know you ought to do. In that area of your life where you admitted you're being a hypocrite, financially, sexually, morally, relationally, with your family at work, on the computer, or with your boyfriend or girlfriend, when, when no one's looking, let me ask you, what's the ought you know you ought to do? What's the uncomfortable tension, conviction, prompting, stirring you feel you ought to do to follow Jesus out of your religious hypocrisy and into a growing relationship with him? And if you're like, I don't know the ought that I ought to do in that situation, then just ask God. Same thing I said last week. God, in that moment, what will glorify you? God, right now, sexually, what will glorify you? Guys, I'm navigating this relationship. What will glorify you? I'm having a hard time forgiving this person. When I say I've been forgiven for so much by you, Jesus, what will glorify you? Whatever will glorify God, that's the ought you ought to do. Doing the ought you know you ought to do is how you walk the talk because this is how you, you, you take a next step to follow Jesus as the leader of your life in that area of your life. 
which means this is how you are more transformed to everything God's created you to be because transformation happens by following Jesus one next step at a time. And by the way, this is the only chance you'll have of not being perceived as a hypocrite. So I'm just going to ask you one final question as we close out. I said there was four things. I'm only giving you three because I'm out of time. How are you being a hypocrite? How are you being a hypocrite? You probably are in some way. I know I am. What's the ought you know you ought to do? Whatever it is, do it. Not only because it will make you more likable, not only because that's your best chance to change people's negative perspective of you being a hypocrite, perception of you being a hypocrite, do it because that's how you're more transformed to everything God's created you to be. And the more transformed by Jesus you are, the more people will see Jesus in you. And just maybe that will make them want to know him. Thank you for joining us this morning for a favorite message from Pastor Ronnie Rothy from Relevant Community Church. If you'd like to hear this message again or more like it, check out Heard On Air on the MyBridge Radio app or online at mybridgeradio.net. 